Assalamualaikum, everyone. Before we get started on this week's episode, we need to make you aware of our recent Launch Good campaign. These podcasts and YouTube episodes cost us a tremendous amount of time and money. Your donation will be a sadaqa jariya. Please support us in any way you can. We're not asking for a lot. And if you donate $25 or more, we will personally send you a free Mad Mamluks t-shirt as a token of our appreciation while supplies last. We're also set up on Patreon where you can support us on a monthly basis. Within the first week of this episode's release, thousands of you will download it. If each one of you donated even just $1 every month, that would sustain this podcast for years to come. For your one-time donation, go to www.launchgood.com tmm. And to support us monthly, please go to www.patreon.com slash themadmemlukes. The links will also be in the episode show notes. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Mad Mamluks. I'm Mahi and I'm joined by my co-host, Sim Mort. And today we are here with a guy that you may not know the name, but you definitely know about his project. Sajad Shah, who is the writer of Muslims of the World. He's also the chief marketing officer of Minder. So holler at him on the side after this if you need to get, you know, get hooked up. And uh, you've also got, he's also a successful uh, businessman, um, and whatnot. So first of all, Sajad, thanks for coming through. Uh, obviously, a guy doing a lot of great things in the world today. Um, Muslims of the world. What's you know we've heard of? I've heard of humans of New York, right? Is that something similar? So basically, this is the Muslim edition of Humans of New York. How come you didn't do Muslims of New York? <laughs> because I'm not a poser. I had to, I had to, I had to, I had to do something better. Uh-huh. We're trying to do something more. We're trying to make it inclusive to all the world. Okay. Now you're from you're you're from Indianapolis, Fishers, Indiana. Is that born you, and raised? Born and raised on the playground is where I spend most of my days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like this guy already. So, uh, where did this talk, talk a little bit about your background, uh, like in corporate or whatever business yeah. that you've done, and then how do you get and how you kind of got into these projects? Yeah. So it's interesting. So you know, I, I grew up in Fishers, Indiana, which is pretty much it's like white central. It's white people everywhere, and <laughs> I was accepted too into the white community. So I've been studying them for years. So, you know, I went to Hamilton Southeastern High School, and then I went to Butler University. I did my undergraduate in accounting. I then did my master's in public accounting, went on and got my CPA, worked in a big four accounting firm, PricewaterhouseCoopers, doing international tax strategy. But the thing is, you know, as a Muslim growing up in this country, you really don't know where you belong, especially if you're like this Pakistani and you're like the only, you know, brown person in but your you're white, really white. group. Yeah, exactly, right? You're white at heart. Yeah, I'm white at heart, right? So, you know, it was like the struggle that I was going through and I was experiencing in high school, then at Butler, then at, at, in corporate America. And I realized that this, this struggle that these Muslim youth are going through, it's really causing a bunch of mental health issues. It's causing them all this drama in their life, identity issues. So while I was working in corporate America, I always felt that I wanted to do something for the Muslim community. 
And that's when I started this page, Muslims of the World, about three years ago, which is basically a platform that shares stories about Muslim people. It takes a photo their pic, and a photo of the person and shares their story. And these are stories that talk about love, racism, woman empowerment, hijab, you name it. If it's something that is an interesting story, you'll find it on Muslims of the World. So do you have any uh, Trump supporter Muslims on there yet? You know... I think we do, <laughs> but they don't have the best intentions for the page. <laughs> They're just watching our every single move. No, but uh, no, but you know, you guys didn't because like if I understand because I I've I don't think I've I've heard of Muslims of the world. I don't know if I've actually been to your page, but I know about humans of New York. Yeah, right. You'll see someone that has a story. You'll see the pictures. It's like maybe they're with a family, right? And yeah. They'll, they'll, it'll be a quick paragraph, right? Yes. So do you have like a Trump? Do you, do you have a like, like a Muslim with like you know with, with a fist length beard? And like a MAGA hat and like his pants above the ankles. <laughs> we do. We have you. I'll tell you, you have to go to the platform and see what we have. Okay. But you will find it there. Okay. We have people, black, white, brown, you know, people that are, are even talk about how they have issues with Islam. We're open to that because we want to be, we want to understand where we, where our struggles are so that we can be a better group of people. Well, so I, I have no problem sharing all kinds of views on that page. I mean, that's exactly what I love about this kind of effort is that. Uh, we're not, you know, pigeonholing Muslims into a specific type of category. Yeah. Something that, you know, people in the West want Muslims to be and how they should look. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you see on certain media channels that you'll see like really hipster looking Muslims and you'll see like sisters who look nowhere near what your wife or mom or sister look yeah. like at all in real life, but they're represented as the ideal Muslim woman. Yeah. And I think having an effort like yours is kind of combating against this. This what I mean, it's almost like a derogatory it's mold that we're putting in people yeah, like, in. Yeah, and I'll tell you why it's interesting because I'll share a story. I remember I shared a story of a Muslim woman. She was a hijabi, but she was a convert, yeah. so she had tattoos all over her hands and everything. It caused so much drama in the comment section. If you go to Muslims of the World and you look at the comment section. It's unbelievable. It's like, this girl's strand of hair is showing. Why are you featuring her? Yeah. This person's not wearing hijab. Why are you featuring her? This brother doesn't have a beard. So I think that us Muslims have to stop being so judgmental we are. too. Because we, we are a judgmental group of people. Totally. And we're not getting anywhere as an ummah if we continue this. Uh, all right. I, I, I'm going to up the ante a little bit right now. Um, Let's do it. Because I agree with all that. I, I agree that as far as acts, like people, <laughs> everyone's struggling with faith and whatnot. Um, I don't know what you guys have as far as a platform, but like a lot, but there is a, uh, so Mad Mom Luke's, we generally talked about like, we're, we're like a Sunni Islam platform. Shia, Shiites, we would say are still Muslim. Like we're Muslim. Like we, we're not saying they're not Muslim. Yeah. And I, I think for someone like, I, like I assume that they would be okay for your, someone like Muslims of the world. I, I assume yes. you'd be, you'd be fine to have a Shia guy, but is there a place you draw the line? Like for us, we like, I, I think we don't mind if someone would bring on a Shia Muslim to their platform, if that's yeah. something that's cup their tea, as long as they don't say something totally egregious. But the reality is that we don't <clears throat> consider the lay, because like, we have a scholar on our, uh, on Mad Mom, Luke Shekhar, he's on this show specifically, but you know, we, we're like, there still has to be a definition of what Islam is. Yes. Right? So someone, for example, <laughs> there's this dude claiming to have the number one Muslim podcast, but he's not even Muslim. He's, he's Qadiani. Right? We would say that that person shouldn't even... You believe in another prophet? Like, um, sorry, that like expelled. Like, I, you could you could look like a Muslim. You could have a turban with a fist length beard and be in the masjid five times a day. But if you believe in another prophet, like you, your five prayers aren't even you're completely valid. It's it's what nothing yeah. counts. Yeah. Right. 
So do you guys, are you uh, putting some kind of a limit on that as far as what the... What's going on we there do. that angle? We okay. do, because, you know, I'll tell you, the thing is, we, when you get stories sent in, so the way it works right now is people send stories into us, and we read the stories, the stories that we like, we post. True. And we get stories sometimes that um, will be highly controversial. Yeah. And the thing is, we don't want Muslims to argue with each other yeah. in the comment section. Like, that's not what this page is for. We're not yeah. trying to create fitna in the community. Yeah. Um, however, I mean, when you have the following that we have, which is 260,000 followers on Instagram, right. no matter what you post... It's going to cause drama. Yeah. I mean, to the point where it's like, because for me, for example, I believe that Islamically, Muslim women should be should wear hijab. I think that's sure. part of the religion. But if a Muslim woman doesn't wear hijab and she wants to share her story on my page, I have no problem True. sharing that. But, but then people in the comment section would be like, brother, she's not wearing hijab. Why are you featuring yeah. her? I don't think that because like, listen, people are struggling with different things. I'm, yeah. I'm not there. I'm not the judge and I'm not God is between God and that person. Yeah, yeah, but at the yeah, end of the day, you so know, so I, mean, I think that's understandable. But yeah. I think what, something that uh, I would probably take exception to is highlighting some of the very oddball um, intersectional parts of our com- community, like someone who's identifying themselves as a transgendered Muslim uh, anarchist, anarchist yes. who is also handicapped and <laughs> yeah. happens to be from a, a mixed ethnicity ethnicity background and you know all these different and as a Trump supporter so so I'll I'll be honest here's the thing you you know in certain political views in this country they like to put people into identity boxes and say okay you can check off these boxes and you belong in in this group you know and I I think there has to be there has to be a line between promoting something and then acknowledging a problem. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because someone can say, hey, look, I struggle with homosexuality or I struggle. That's one thing than to say, you know what? I'm a gay imam and we're talking about it and we're we're making it mainstream. Yes. There's two different... I mean, because somebody could very well... you know, struggle with homosexuality, yeah. maybe before Islam or even as a Muslim. Yeah. And I don't have a particular problem with that. You know, everybody yeah. has their own struggle. Exactly. Right? But if, if someone's going to come and say, you know what? No, we've got to be more accepting of them, and meaning yeah. that we have to alter our religion. Yeah. And that's when I, I, I believe the line should be drawn. That is very, I don't mind yeah. engaging them, you yes. know, and saying, hey, I don't want to, you know, because the idea is that if you force them out, they'll just join somebody else. Yeah. And they'll somebody be a mouthpiece for them. them. You know yes. what I mean? And, and you don't want to do that unintentionally, but I think that's where the problem is, right? Where do you draw the line between promoting something that is anti, I mean, against Islam versus yeah. trying to, uh, you know, recognize a problem within the community? Yeah. I mean, so let's just say somebody who who's identifying themselves as a um, person of LGBT and they're flaunting it proudly. It's not something that they're saying that, hey, it's something <coughs> that this is a problem that I'm struggling with, but they're actually promoting this type of behavior and um, they send a picture to you with a uh, a rainbow on their head and um, wearing a mustache. So it's so funny that you actually are, you guys are bringing this up because first off, it's a very tough thing to actually navigate. Yeah. And I hope I don't get exposed on this podcast and I get people <laughs> hating on me. <laughs> but we put you on the spot. Do, <laughs> but what I would tell you is this. Uh, so this is where I plug in my Muslims of World book. Uh, we after the platform became very popular, we ended up getting a publishing deal with Abrams and we came out with the Muslims World book. So we went out, I hired a photographer, I told her to travel the whole world and get these beautiful stories about Muslim people and now our book is available for pre-sale on Amazon. We're a thousand copies away from New York Times bestselling list so make sure you go get a copy, Muslims World on Amazon. But the publishing company came up to us and said, hey Sajad, you don't have any LGBTQ, you know, LGBTQ uh, stories in your book. 
and we would like for you to include, uh, you know, a gay Muslim in your book. So I'm sitting here now. I'm going to be honest with you. It's very clear where uh, what Islam says, uh, the rulings on Islam when it comes to homosexuality. Right. And it's not just Islam, Christianity and Judaism too. I mean, right. this is a, it's not unique to Islam. And then, so we have this big New York publishing company telling us now, we want you to include a story about a gay Muslim. And I said, well, I don't feel comfortable doing that because I don't want to endorse that type of behavior. And they're like, well, we think that's going to really hurt you in the long run because you have a book and you're talking about inclusivity and, you know, like bringing Muslims together, no matter who you are, what you are. I said, yes, I completely agree with you that that is my goal, but I'm not going to now alter my religion just so that it can be accepting of everybody. Because then, it's, then what is Islam? If, you, if we're just going to say yes to everything, well, he has a drinking problem. Just let him drink. Yeah. Or oh, he has, you know, he loves bacon. Let him eat bacon. Mm. I mean, where do we draw the line? Yeah, I'm, so I'm I think a that's the habitual fornicator. Right. So I think, I think yeah. It's, the, it's, like, it's like, I yeah, love right, women. It's right. Like, oh, okay. You know, because you love women, go sleep with six women. It's exactly. Like, you know, it's like and so, break. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's part of the bigger picture. The problem that we have is there's a big push in this country to try to make Muslims view Islam as a cultural identity rather than a religion. Yeah. Right? Mean that I, and, and there are people out there who are saying, for example, I'm a Muslim atheist. And it's not, well, right? I mean, and, and so they're saying, meaning what they're trying to say is that I'm culturally a Muslim. Like I might say mm-hmm. salam, but I don't really mean it. You know, I might say inshallah, but I don't mean it. Yeah. You know, it's just part of my culture. Mm-hmm. And so I think in this regard, they're trying to say, hey, you know what? They're still Muslim culture, so you should include them, but they're not on the same page as us when we view Islam as literally like the way we live. You know, like that's what we judge right and wrong by. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they want to shift us away from that slowly. And, and, and I kind of liken that to the Reform Judaism. Meaning well, that, you know, it's also, Islam has also been categorized as a, <clears throat> uh, a position of, a, of an oppressed intersection of society. So now that Islam, Muslims are identified as a, an oppressed minority... Muslims need to help other oppressed minorities yeah. and those oppressed minorities will assist Muslims and sooner or later whatever uh, differentiated you from those other minorities that were oppressed um, you have to kind of start promoting yeah and be okay beliefs. with that yeah so. and you know so for me I have a very bold personality I'm not trying to be as, as a lot of people as you said at the beginning of the thing I'm not trying to be known by the people. I want to be known by the angels and by Allah. And that's why I really don't care what people so think. So what happened when, when so, you told that to them? Uh, I got what I wanted. And that's the other thing. I think that we need to stop actually always being like, oh, you know what? Yeah, we're right. You, we got to change. I got to include That's, that's good. That's gotta, really good. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah. My book is still out. I don't have any stories about the LGBTQ, and I have nothing against them. And this is but I just don't, I don't want to endorse it from a religious perspective. And I'm guessing this publishing company is a well-known publishing company, right? This is one of the biggest ones in New York. It's Abrams, right. yeah. and they do like very, very, and, and they, their whole team was pressuring me. And they were a great team, by the way. I don't want, I don't want to badmouth them, but they yeah. were a great team. But they were really putting a lot of pressure. They sent me maybe six, seven emails throughout you know, a two-and-a-half to three-week span yeah. about, guys, I think we really should include these stories. Holy cow. But... I believe in the haq, and I believe yeah. in ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammadar rasulullah. So that I'll, I'll be I'll be honest there. Um, like when I first came to the booth to to get you, you know, from me, I, I I wasn't sure like what to expect 
dude, as a person. I was expecting to meet a liberal dude who's yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm a very straightforward person. I'm like, oh, rainbow colored underwear. Yeah, like this guy is yeah, right? you know, totally down LGBT, probably down with you know. You know, and here's the other thing too. Now I'm not kind of crap on other people, but and you kind of introduced me to the ill Muslim guy, right? And I kind of yeah. know a little bit about the organization. I've actually been to one of their events. And, and for me, and no, yeah, no, and for me, like, <laughs> no. And so for me, I was what? like, yeah, no. The thing is, like, no, but hold on. He's got a thing for El Muslim. Like, he yeah. wants to get down. No, but, but here's the thing. Like, for me, I have certain limits, meaning in my own, I'm not, I, I don't want to make, like, a religious, you know, decree on them, but I have my own, like, you know, my own views about how that goes down, right? Yeah. So when you kind of introduced me to that, I'm like, oh, maybe he's kind of down with that thinking too, you know? Yeah. So I, I had no idea. Now when I hear you talk this way, I'm like, well, that's great because a lot of people don't want to stand on their principles for many reasons, for money, for yeah. um, comfort, for ease, you know, being political. And let me correct. tell you, and when we discuss Minder, I'll tell you, I, I actually am, a, I would consider myself a conservative Muslim. And if it wasn't for the fact that so many couples have came to me and said, hey, I got engaged or I got married because of Minder, yeah. then I would be like, hey, people are using this inappropriately. I have to back away. But I'm telling you, the problem with Minder is this. Yeah. There are so many people getting married and engaged off Minder. They don't want to say that they got married or engaged. Yeah. So now then people don't know about the people that the success stories because I, I, it's to the point where I tell people, hey, if you t if you're willing to disc go open with your story about getting engaged or, or married, I'll give you a thousand bucks. Yeah. I mean, and people still don't want to do it. Wow. So it's like it's pretty there's awful. a stigma with being but, like. So the thing is, yeah. though, then what ends up happening is there's a reputation that's like, oh, well, people are just messing around. Nobody's getting engaged or married off Minder, which that's not true because I know it. That's and the assumption we had. Yeah, well, and people. Are, people I thought are it was like a Muslim version of Tinder where I could just swipe right and find no, like no, a girl. No. Girl have. And let me tell you, even the name, even the name uh, Minder, it's a very controversial name. Now I'm very, very into business. I did it because from a marketing perspective, that was a solid name and that made it instantly popular yeah. because it's, like, it's Minder. Oh, it's Minder. And at the beginning, I will tell you this. There's a lot of Haramis down, downloading at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> but now what you will see is hijabis left and right, yeah. uh, people who are like scholars that are on there. You'd be surprised yeah, yeah. who's on Minder now. Yeah, very no, solid Muslim people. No, here, here, what you're talking about exactly what, what I experienced in 2001 when I met my wife through AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. And my parents had warned everyone like, hey, don't tell anyone that you met your wife <laughs> through the yeah, internet. Exactly. Like, why not? Like, no, no, no. People will think that, you know, you're up to no good and you're yeah. like, a loose cannon. I'm like, dude, you know, I didn't meet my wife through an intermediary. I didn't like like holler at her at a chat room. Like, yeah. There was like an older sister. She was a uh, Arab sister who was like in her 50s or whatever. And she introduced me and my wife. And within three days, me and my wife decided to get married. Right. Wow. And. I'm not saying that that's the rule for every couple or anything. I'm just saying like we had um, made a, a decision to get married and talk to our parents and we engaged in our conversation within the context of marriage and our parents were still embarrassed about that. Like, so being on this new medium that brings all these, you know, social connotations like, Oh man, maybe they might've hooked up before getting yeah. married and all that. I can understand that because, um, People have all the stigma associated with just a whole new platform of communicating with the opposite sex, right? Yeah. Um, and let me tell you, this is the thing. I mean, people abuse Instagram. People abuse Twitter. People abuse Isn't a Convention. Yeah. People abuse Minder. Yeah. I mean, so the thing is, I mean, like, it's a people issue. At the end of the day, once again, it's between you and God. Yeah. You can use Minder appropriately. You can use it inappropriately. Do you think you should put reminders, though, 
on the so we do have like when you download the app that like hey like this is um, an app for marriage if you're looking to get married and i tell people like people are like sajad you know i'm not married and people like sajad do you use minder and i'm like no i don't use minder because listen if i'm not ready to get married i'm not going to be on minder just messing around with you know girls and you know slide you know swiping right swiping left so i tell people hey listen you have to be we're all grown men yeah and we're all grown women yeah. You got to make the right decision yourself. Yeah, of course, there's a reminder. I understand that, but I mean, I think like, what about like having a small hadith on the bottom? Like, hey, when there's when you two are alone, there's shit on the middle or something like that. I'm not saying that's specific yeah. hadith, but something. <laughs> something that like, hey, listen, yeah. Reminder, like, hey. Yeah, yeah you something know, like that. Like, decide, yeah. When you guys decide like you want to take it, move a little bit forward, you know, get uh, a third party involved. Like, yeah. you or know, something so that, that like, don't forget Jahannam is hot. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> something like, exactly, you know. <laughs> that, that's something, something Mahin would. Uh, no, but I think he made a good point, though. You know why? Because yeah. like, I remember, look, let's be honest here. I've been going to Isna from Chicago since I was a shorty. I mean, a long time ago. I stopped going for like 10 years, right? right. Only because of the podcast. I started coming back, right? Because for me, I mean, Isna became a place where you just went to get, you know, to get party and get women. I mean, it just, it just yeah. had to be a place, you know? Yeah. And so... I was, like, oh, they, I was like, oh, they offer lectures here? Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I'll be honest. I mean, everybody knows I used to be a bad kid and I was out doing crazy stuff in Chicago and Isna was like a, was a was money market for me. I mean, at that time, you know what I mean? It was just money season, you know? People from out of town, were people around. I mean, yeah. but... Everyone got and, and so, up, wore, wore their best clothes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and the point... No, but the point yeah. that I'm making is that but there are some genuine people who came and traveled and had yeah. genuine intentions yeah. and... Those people continued coming and, and so and the other people maybe were rooted out, you know, like they yeah. kind of, oh, it's not exactly what it is. And, and yeah. I think the other thing is, no matter what you do, right, I mean, there's always going to be people with alternative intentions, right? Exactly. Uh, right? I mean, I know when I, went to, when I went to the Kaaba, there was one guy in the middle of a Fajr time, he came in a convertible, was like moonwalking on the Haram floor. No. You know, can you imagine? I mean, so anywhere you go in the world, you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. And like there's, a, there's, a, beautiful, there's a beautiful hadith from Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, amalu yeah. Your actions are by your intentions. With Minder, with Muslims of the world, we have good intentions. And inshallah, our actions will be blessed with that. Right. So, so what, what is your like? So, what is your main focus? Is it the book, or I mean, or is it really Minder? Like, what, so what, thing, what's Min- your drive right now? My drive is Muslims of the world. Really, and I'll tell you why. Because this page has converted people to Islam. This page has changed the way Muslim youth have, are seeing Islam right now. Muslim youth are looking at Islam and they're like, "Man, dude, I don't even want to be connected with this." Yeah. So what what I'm trying to do is with these stories, we're trying to make it Islam popular again, make Muslims po- being you, Muslim popular again. Do you want to show less of brown people because I feel like brown people are showing a little too much. We have a lot. You of You know what Arabs, I mean by that? Yeah. And I, I and we're all brown here in this room, so we can talk. A little smack about our own people yeah. right now. So well, I'm, what I'm what I mean by that is, you know, when other people are interested in your religion, people are attracted to something that's, you know, uh, more that looks like them. That looks like them. Yeah. You know, just to be frank, like whether it's white people, black people, or whoever, when you include um, people that look like them, you're cre- you're removing an obstacle, however small or large it might be in that person's mind, but you're removing that. And what I what I always tell the guys is like, you know, we got to highlight some of the different ethnicities that are taking place within Muslims. Like we we have a lot of Latinos. We have a lot yeah, of white scholars. Absolutely. On our show, you know, a, a lot of different people from various different backgrounds. And I know like for the longest time in the 90s, it was like really cool for everyone, all the brown and Arab guys to show like, hey, here's a cool black imam. Make yeah. sure everyone follow them. But exactly. now we kind of realize like, hey, that kind of pigeonholed us into this one category of people. But but there's, a, you know, Islam is for all these other ethnicities yeah. as well. My barber is a super cool guy. He's yeah. a Latino. 
And uh, he says, you know, every single time I get my hair cut, I tell him a little bit, a bit of, about Islam. And at the end of it, last month, he told me, he said, Sajad, I believe everything about Islam. He said, I believe this religion is true. I said, man, why don't you then convert to Islam? He said, <coughs> how can I convert to Islam, man? He's like, I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> and I was like, what, what does that mean? I was like, I was like Puerto Rican. So, I mean, he has this idea that because he's Puerto Rican, he cannot be Spanish. Muslim. Right? Yeah, it's like, so, it's, yeah so, so he doesn't think that, you know, because he's Puerto Rican, he can't be a Muslim. Yeah. So no, I mean, but we have to remove that type of stereotype in his head because... Absolutely. But but real talk, though, I mean, if we're talking about this, I mean, brown people in general are like low-key racist a lot of times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Dude, yeah. especially the old generation, like, <laughs> yeah. they're low-key yeah. racist. Like, yeah. I mean, they'll be all great in the public about, oh, yeah, mashallah, yeah. he's our black brother, right? Yeah. But it comes time to marriage, you see how yeah. quickly like, you change yeah. up. Yeah, like, slow your roll, Denzel. <laughs> what? How dare you? You're trying to kill me. You're making me feel bad about myself, you know? Yeah. And, like, they, they think it's actually a curse from God. Like, they're trying to marry outside of brown. Yeah. And I think that translates unconsciously towards the next generation. That's not just our brown people. That's like with Arabs and everything. No, I mean, I'm, I'm saying, but yeah. since we're talking about brown people, yeah. I'm going to mention it, too. I mean, yeah. of course, there's, there's low-key racism, but the difference here is this, though. Is that I think here's the fundamental thing. In America, honestly, most of these organizations and massages are funded and pushed by brown people. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's I I think it's a more of a responsibility than us to 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 take that away because we have a lot of the power in the states, meaning in terms of money wise, who's donating, who's creating initiatives, yeah. um, who's in the media front. I mean, a lot of it is brown people. Yeah. Right? And so um and I think it, it falls on us to say, hey, you know what? We got to root that out from the bottom. You know, mm. like, you know, like, I mean, in my family, I call it the United Nations. I have everybody. I have Irish, Puerto Rican, black, Somali. Mm. I mean, you name everybody. In it. You know, Yemeni, Palestinian, Syrian, you, you name it. So the thing is, but in, 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 in general brown people's society, like, in, in, it's very, look, it's like looked down upon. Like, yeah. you know, like, hey, you can go to the masjid and talk to them and invite them for iftar and Ramadan yeah. one time, you know, no problem. But, but that's where beyond stops. that, yeah. like, beyond the cordial stuff, there's a line. Unofficially, and I think mm-hmm. that sometimes causes Muslims to feel isolated. You know, who are especially new to the religion, like they feel like, "Oh my God, I'm never gonna get this culture. Yeah. I'm never gonna get." There's so much cultural baggage that yeah. is along with that, which is which they, they can't just be a Muslim. Yeah, you get what I mean. Like, yeah, it, it and brings I mean, in other and stuff. And the thing is, you know, when you when Islam already is very difficult to practice in itself, putting that it's just another layer of com- uh, complexity that they have to deal with, and it's just. It's not right. So yeah, I hope I have more faith though in this next generation. I feel like we're a little more open-minded. I feel like we don't really care too much about skin colors and ethnicity, what country you're from. I, hope I think not. that's like a lot of our parents' generation. But I'm actually gonna think about making it haram for my daughters to marry Daisies. And they were so they have no other. They have to like. <laughs> you're right. You should issue a fatwa. <laughs> yeah, I'm like no. Like, it's yeah. like if if you uh, reverse race. I'm yeah. I'm from Ohio, so I'm like my daughter's conditions. Only thing, I'm, like, I'm happy. I'll be happy with you in life if you don't go to Michigan. Marry someone from Michigan or uh, marry a Daisy guy. and Or be a second wife. That was one of your things that you said on previous podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be okay with that. We, 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 if, if we're going to promote the Sunnah polygamy, we got to be okay with our own family members also participating. <laughs> so, 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 so that's the thing, though. No, for real. So how, how is, wait, so how is Minder and like, and like a second? Because look, there are some, we talk to other people with different marriage websites and different platforms. And they're like, no, we have a one-wife policy, right? And so I was talking to the, to the girl who's representative of the booth Yesterday, you know, you're, yeah, I forgot her name. Yeah, and she was like, "No, um, <laughs> there's not a one wife policy, so pretty much, you know, you could potentially find a second Wait, wife on Minder." You should say it. She said, "She said like you should announce it in your 
Uh, oh, of course, of course. You yeah, I'm not, I'm not, but I'm saying, that, wife, so. yeah, but I'm saying there's not an official, I mean, for my now, I, mean, I want to clarify, yeah. there, is there an official ban on like a, a guy who's married and he's openly admitting he wants to find a second wife? Is there like an official ban on Minder? Like, will you get kicked off Minder for saying, hey, I'm looking for number two? My wife's okay with it, but I'm looking for number Cause, two. Cause, once she told you that, that pretty much was like, that's what guaranteed you were going to come on this podcast. I'll be honest, you said John now. <laughs> you know, guys, we could have talked about a lot of stuff in this podcast. Hey, so like, John, are, are you married? I'm single. You're single. Holy yeah. cow. So you're By single, do you mean me like one wife only? Single wife? <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh, one girlfriend. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I am uh, I'm single. I'm focusing on a lot, you know, my projects. I got a lot on my plate. But inshallah. I'll I understand. I got married late too because I was really focused on, yeah. I'm like Well, I'm 26 years old. Okay. So I mean, oh, I still so got, you got time. Dude. You got time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got, got time. Ten years, Ak. Yeah, yeah. Inshallah, inshallah. Yeah, but hopefully, no. By twenty-seven, twenty-eight, I, I, I want to get engaged and married. So yeah, you know, is, give it a is year. There, is there someone on the horizon though? Give us uh, a teaser trailer. <sighs> you know, maybe there is. Oh, maybe two, there two is. Minders? No, not through Minder. God forbid. I'm not savage like these other people. No, no, no. I just want, I'm just not using Minder right it's now. It's like his leftovers are going to Minder. He's like, hey, you guys take this? Hey, I got this app. Well, you know, app what's for interesting you. is this. What's you interesting know, you're is not this. Good, we're not a good fit together, but I got this great app. Yeah, for I got you. this great it's guy in my work. For my you. cousin's 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 cousin might be liking you. So you let know? me tell you what's really funny. So on Minder, every single person that wants to download Minder has to go through an approval process. Now, I handle that approval process. <laughs> so, I see both the girls and guys that want to join Minder. So, when I see a really good-looking girl, <laughs> sometimes I reject her profile so I can hook my, bro- my brother up with her. <laughs> so, I'm like, I'm not going to let her in the system. I said, let my brother first reach out to her. If she's not interested, then I'll approve her profile. Oh, Michelle, man. What a good pal. We, you know, we, man, we I try to serve this woman in it all, yeah. all ways possible. So. <laughs> and that's actually more efficient for her. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I mean, it's, you it's not like, like you're doing her like, not a favor. You're actually like, okay. Exactly. So, and I'm sure you move in a, in a qualified circle of people who are accomplished. So, I mean, exactly. how bad could it be? Exactly. That's so, what I'm saying. We're, we're going to take Sajad as a no comment, right, about the second wife thing. You just, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is this. One of my, so I own a consulting firm. One of my clients is Pure Hands. Pure Hands? Yeah, Pure Hands is a uh, nonprofit that focuses on the Yemen crisis. Oh, I mm-hmm. thought it was like an anti-masturbation yeah. type no, of thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you are crazy. You know those. Are, <laughs> <laughs> you know Radia Wad's. Uh, yeah. What's her? Sheikh Ramian sword. Yeah. Well, no. What's that? That that. Taiba? Somebody had that one uh, website for clear eyes or something like that for for uh, Muslim men who are addicted to porn. <laughs> oh, lower your gaze. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, purify your, your gaze. Wife, purify, no, purify your gaze. Yeah, Ramadan. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was one of those type of websites. No, Pure Hands is not anti uh, master anti website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's another nonprofit. Um, yeah. So, uh, so you know, Pure Hands is run by a bunch of Yemeni men. Yeah. So when I first met them, you know, so Muslims are a world that has a giant following. I'm able to raise, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars easily when I do a fundraiser. So I join, like, you know, I work with some nonprofits and I raise them money. So pure hands, I, I got to figure out these Yemeni men. Now, Yemeni men are very interesting because these guys all have four wives. Watch and at first, wife. you know, when I started working with them, I was like, you know, I, I met You're one. You're talking to somebody who's half Yemeni, so. Yeah, well, then you, then you should go to the pure They got country. one in different countries, actually. Yeah, they have, yeah, they have them in different countries. They're very strategic. Um, but I met them, and I figured out how they handled the situation, and they're brilliant. So I got to say, it works if you want to go that route. Uh, but I mean, let me put it to you this way. My uncle has got three wives and he married his th- third wife when he was 78 years old. 
And his third wife is 35. That's wow. crazy. And she wanted to marry him. Wow, that's a savage. He's and he had twin boys. At, he had twin boys at 80. Man, oh my I'll, gosh, is he Yemeni? Yeah. Yeah, Yemenis just pop him out like nothing. Yeah, I mean, so oh. what I'm saying is, but you know, to be honest though, I mean, look, I'll be honest, I don't want more than one wife. I think that. But how yeah. do you get in touch with your uncle? Because I want to be his murid. I'll put you in touch later. <laughs> um, but look. I think most people here, like, I mean, a lot of guys joke about it, right? A second wife is a nice yeah. idea. But reality, if you're living in America, bro, it's economically burdening on you to have a second yeah. wife. You know what I mean? And, you you know, really and, have to and, be and the other thing top. is, you know, from an Islamic perspective, there are rulings that, like, everybody talks about four wives, nobody talks about the rulings that go along with it. You know, to treat a woman equally, that is difficult. So yeah. I would recommend people, I mean, listen, you can do there's, whatever you there's want. A, there's a lot of professional sisters out there who just, you know, want, want a husband. And they wouldn't mind being a second yeah, But then you better be a trophy Oh, yeah, husband. no, just so you know, just so you know, on Minder, I know for a fact that there are women that are okay with being second wife. So it's not like there's like, it's like, oh, this doesn't even exist. This is like yeah. just something that men want. No, actually, some women yeah. who are very career-oriented yeah. are like, listen, I'll have a husband. I'll have fun with them when I want to have fun with them, but I'm like focused on other stuff. Yeah. Hey, uh, so, he, he's looking for that list, by the way. <laughs> Can I get that list? Yeah, yeah, it's going to cost oh, me wait, money. I gotta but, yeah, I'll send part it. Preferably yeah. a doctor. My wife will murder me. <laughs> no. I mean, it's a but, yeah. situation. But then, hey, at the, and then at the end of the day, we can't make fun of it either because it's sunnah. No, you know, not at all. And, and, I mean, yeah, I welcome that. I mean, no, if, to be honest, sunnah, it was actually recommended in the Quran the way the ayah is written. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, hey, okay, whoa, 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 According to Sheikh bin Bass, says yeah, the two yeah. wives is the default. Yeah, yeah okay. Default. <laughs> look, look, I'm not going to get into the whole, like, the whole recommendation thing, but here's the thing. The reality is that it's, what I'm trying to say is that it's more than just, just smashing when you get married, right? There's a lot of other things that you got to yeah. do, right? You know what I mean? And so <laughs> the second wife, you know, it can be burdensome for a guy, you know, and anyone who's married knows that, hey, there's a lot of real stuff you got to worry about. You know, yeah. it's not just about like you got to take care of her needs and her emotional yeah. needs and her physical needs and financial needs and all that. And stuff. there's kids and, and there's like the stress. Yeah. And I mean, it's just a lot of. And stuff. I just think, I mean, based off the way I'm looking at it, these men can't even handle one woman. So I would just say, listen, just stick with one. And if you can do that right, yeah. just make it to Jannah. All right. So how, now, people who are trying to get on the Minder, how do they? Um, how would you assuage their concern about? Creepers, just people who are just like, oh, let me just look at chicks online or, you know, <laughs> let me just see who, who's available in my area, who's on the market, who's not, you know. Is well, listen, there, when you're signing up for Minder, yeah. you are giving the green light to people that to look at your profile, look at your. So you're putting yourself out yeah. there on Minder. So you are you have to understand when you get on Minder, you are choosing to do this. Nobody's forcing you to do it. We're not yeah. forcing people to join Minder. So if you want to get on there. Know that there's going to be things that there's consequences that come with it. People are going to see you on Minder. Yeah. You know, they're going to see your profile. Yeah. People in your community are going to see you. Yeah. So if you don't want to deal with that, don't download Minder. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, listen, man, uh, I think that now Minder is kind of getting to a point where now you have professionals that are just like, they're really great girls are on Minder. Really great guys are on Minder. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's like, oh, man, they all look like, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's like, no, there's like really good looking people on there yeah. and they're educated. They're good Muslims. But, dude, as you guys no, probably but, but, know, you're, it's bi people are busy. Yeah, no, and so. that's, that, it's like you want people who are, you know, serious about marriage. Yeah. It's not like people who are just like there as entertainment, you know. They're, because there are those people in our community who just want to know, like, the latest, uh, you know. Yeah, there's people that just want to talk to girls. There's who, people that just want to talk to guys. Like, yeah. so I completely agree with you. And, like, you know, unfortunately from a Minder perspective, like from yeah. a admin perspective, there's nothing we can do about it. Because I, I don't know what people... Uh, what, what I'm saying is, uh, what I'm trying to hint at is charging two, three bucks a month or maybe uh, five bucks a month so people take it seriously. Like, it's not just yeah. like a, a swipe left, swipe right 
app where you know people are just uh, it becomes like a rate my picture. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. remember rate my? Well, yeah, yeah. Kind of young. Mark Zuckerberg. When we were in college, there was yeah. like these rate my pick apps. Yeah. Oh, really? uh, um, yeah, hot. Uh, yeah, hot or not. Hot or not. Hot or not. Yeah, yeah. Right. So oh. it, it just becomes like a hot or not type of an app. And yeah. oh wow! <laughs> because a lot of here's the thing, man. Knowing what I know, and I have three daughters. Girls, a lot of girls, uh, they they sometimes just sign up to this stuff to get the confidence, their confidence boosted by seeing like oh a hundred guys yeah, swipe just right like on me. me. Where's yeah. swipe right or so? Yeah, like who's like, who's, who's interested yeah. in me? Like you know who's really gonna think I'm pretty, right? And so some guy, you know, and there's some you know some troll lurking around. You guys like, have girls that listen to this podcast? Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, I have girls that hate me on this podcast. You're saying me. Oh, we, 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 you got some of the hate mail that oh. Saman I got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, Whoa, if, hey, if you want to say so something, so just be there's open. There's sisters who love us as well. They love okay. our brutal yeah. honesty. Yeah. Sisters, I'm so proud of you. If you're listening, I just want to let you know. So, we yeah. care. Yeah, no, no, this, uh, <laughs> no, no, but no, but but here's the one thing. Honestly, though, I mean, look, uh, I think like there's certain apps like Tinder that have like a, a, a premium Minder. policy He's where. Huh? No, but I'm saying, but I'm talking about Tinder, not Minder. Okay. Tinder, I'm saying there's okay. certain things the apps like Tinder and uh, that also have like you know a premium membership where you can actually pay. So we have premium membership to, on on Minder. So oh, let's say too. let's say you're looking for a hijabi from Syria, you can you can pay for that extra oh, so feature. Oh, you advanced Let's searches. say yeah, let's say you're swiping through a profile and you're like, wow, she's the one. I want to talk to her. And you're a guy, you can spend a dollar ninety nine to send her a telegram that is like uh that's like saying like hey. You know, I know that we're doing this swipe right, swipe left stuff, but you know, you're from Palestine and you're from the in the city in Palestine. And you're hijabi and you have the Quran memorized and you're exactly what I want. I think we should get to know one another. So we have that on Minder actually. Okay. So it's not just that, but we also have the the model is also. Free so how does it work? Let, let's say I'm looking on Minder and I just what a swipe right means you want and swipe left. Swipe means you don't. right means you like her. Swipe right means you don't like her. Now, if she swipes right and you swipe right on her profile, it then creates a text box where you can. Oh, have a chat conversation. You can't just like randomly stalk like you know sex pass somebody on like on like. No, and that's the other thing. Just so you know, that that's where kind of the protection comes in, in the sense that uh, you, you can't just get harassed by guys unless you swipe right on her, theirs, which shows that you're interested, and they swipe right on yours, which shows that they're interested. Then you'll never be able to speak to them unless the, unless that happens. Got it. So so one quick one question in my mind: Have you got has anybody gotten mad at you for being catfish like on Minter? <laughs> we do have we have some catfishes, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to hear just one small like your most most memorable like event to you like what what happened because you know why there are shows based around this and people have genuine fears about this. So, so this is the so thing we about- actually now have a selfie verification on Minder. So now if you want to download the app. You have to take a selfie, mm-hmm. and then if that selfie doesn't match with the photos that you put on there, you get rejected. Okay. But originally, driver's license too. I thought. She yeah, said. and now also, if you really want to have a premium profile, you can send your driver's license and all that stuff to. Is this kind of what? Um, that is our precaution, this? so that we can prevent this, you know, ah. catfishing from happening. But um, I would say, you know, even without catfishing, sometimes these girls and guys put up photos that are really good, and you're just like, what the hell? When you see them in real life, because you're like, man, you were you were like spickly splat in the photo, and now you're like, kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> so stuff like that, yeah. you know. Yeah, I guess it's kind of natural for that to happen in, in, in any so, dating. So it's with anything, yeah. yeah. I mean, so who's reviewing like all the pictures that people are uploading and stuff? Is that you? So we have a full-time staff that, that does that, that all, all they're doing all day is approving profiles. We're I think Sim wants to be on the women's side, like to reviewing yeah. the pictures. That yeah, come yeah, yeah, if you want to approve Have you ever them. had like two people, like let's say, l- l- let's say, um, I'll, I'll use my, me, let's say me and my wife are both, we're married. We're married to each other, right? But like for we independently, not, with the other person not knowing, get on Minder. 
Yes. Have you ever had a situation where a husband and a wife swiped each other or found <laughs> each other on Tinder? And like... that is hilarious. Uh, so no, that would be funny and kind of messed up and yeah, probably, probably a reason twisted. to divorce. Uh, but we have had. Um, Situations where husbands have been on Minder and they've been caught by like their their Ooh. wives' friends. So. Oh wow, their wives' friends. Yes, and, juicy. And and, and, yeah, and then we'll be like, we'll get a customer support message that says, "Hey, uh, can you please block this guy because he's married and has three kids." Oh <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So um, before we wrap up here, I actually want to take it back to uh, Muslims of the world. Yes, tell we us need about to push this book. Tell this us book is important. Okay. Tell us first. Tell us about your best. Your favorite story. Your favorite story you've ever come across. Okay, so I'll tell you this one story, and this is a story that has to deal with hijab. Are you guys ready for this? Sure. Because this is going to make you feel some type of way. Okay. I'm good. So in 1955, in Syria, there was a family of five, a mother and a father and three daughters, who decided to flee the country, flee Syria, and head to America. Now, the father was... The father told the, the wife... And the three daughters, listen, I'm going to go to America. I'm going to go to California. I'm going to get everything set up. And then three weeks later, you and the three daughters come meet me in California. So the father flies to California. is getting everything set up. Three weeks pass. The mother takes the three daughters and they head, you know, from Syria to America. Their first flight was from Syria all the way to New York City where they had a layover. Now, when they landed in New York City, the customs said, hey, you guys are here new new to America. You need to take all your hijabs off for the green card photo so that you guys can, you know, stay in America. So the mother, being by herself, not really knowing the English language, is nervous and scared. She said, okay, she took the hijab off and took the photo, put it back on. Next oldest daughter did, second oldest daughter did. The third daughter, a 13-year-old girl named Hala Atik, said when it was her turn, hijab is part of my faith and I don't want to take it off for this photo. And the security, you know, they kind of went back and forth with it. And they said, well, listen, little girl, we'll send you back to Syria if you don't take your hijab off for this photo. And she said, I would rather go back to Syria. And this is a young 13-year-old girl who flew all the way from Syria to New York in a foreign country. They're in a foreign country. You know, I mean, she should be scared. You know, she doesn't know what's going on. She said, I would rather go back to Syria than stay in this country if you guys are going to take my religious, you know, rights away. Security came, management came, they put her in a back room, they made each older sister go to her separately and talk to her. They had the mother go talk to her. Then the 13-year-old girl said, I don't care who you bring back here, I will not take my hijab off for this green card photo. After two and a half hours passed, the whole security is there, management is there, cops are there. They finally said, hey, little girl, you can keep your hijab on, you can take the photo. And I have the photo, it's a beautiful photo, it's a black and white photo. What, the mom, this again? what was this? What 1955. Wow. Now, the mom is super upset at this time because she's nervous. She's, she's missing her husband. Syria to New York is not an easy flight. And she's like, you're so stubborn. Why don't you just, take, why don't you just listen to me? So they grab their suitcases, and she's like pissed off at her daughter. And they run to their next gate. They miss their flight. So now this family who spent all their money, they're like you know, Syrian refugees. They're now like even more scared and even more worried. And the mom's like, now what do we do? They go to United Airlines, they talk to them, they, they negotiate, they're like, well, we can't do anything, you guys are making it difficult. Finally, they mutually agree that we'll put you on the next flight to California. They get on the next flight, while they're flying to California, the mom is yelling at this 13-year-old girl like the entire time, like, you're so stubborn, I'm, I miss my husband, I'm tired. They land in California, and their husband's, the, the father's there, and he's in tears and he's crying. And he's like, you're alive, you're alive. And he's like, 
They're like, why wouldn't we be alive? The flight that they were supposed to get on, American Airlines number 191, crashed, killing 295 people. It was the biggest crash in American Airlines history. And the young girl, Hala, 13-year-old Hala, looks up at her whole family and says, hijab saved our life. Wow. Wow. She was there in California. I'm having an event on September 8th. Hala was there. Hala's coming. She's now like, you know, an old woman. She still wears hijab. I put this on my platform, Muslims of the World, about a year and a half ago. Over 40 million people ended up reading that story because it went viral. And out of that 40 million, when it went viral, about 10 people converted to Islam because of that story. And about 20 Muslim girls have messaged us and said that they've put on hijab because of the story. Wow. wow. That awesome. is probably my favorite, most favorite story. I can't imagine there's anything better that can beat that. Now, let me tell you this. On my September yeah. 8th event, yeah. there's going to be a the picture, black and white picture of her on the screen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell Hala Atik to stand up. Yeah. I'm going to tell her that after the story went viral, there was somebody that wanted to meet her, and there was a Hispanic girl in New York City who ended up converting to Islam because of this. And I'm going to tell her to stand up. They're going to be right next to each other. They're going to have no idea who, who one another, each one another uh, is. Oh, wow. Yeah. So September 8th is going to be a nice event. That's awesome. I'm only saying this because by the time this is published... It's going to be after yeah. September 8th. So. All right. Well, Jazakallah Khair Sajjad for coming on. Um, <clears throat> appreciate uh, the, you know, a lot of the projects you're doing, a lot, a lot of great work. We Thank look so forward much. to like certainly collaborating, and meeting, hooking, and linking up again soon. I would say, really, we say hook up. It's like, yeah, you know, I Minder. think you're still thinking about Minder. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> but listen, one thing I just asked the people that are listening, getting this book, Muslims of the World, on New York Times bestselling list is super important. The book is $13. It's on Amazon. Get on Amazon, type in Muslims of the World. Well, and I'm purchase your right copy. Now. Thank on. you so much, brother. I appreciate well, well, it. Well, how do I look at Amazon yeah, right now? It's on Amazon. You just type in Muslims of the World. That's the way. It's an honor to be part of your guys' podcast. Oh, you guys are great. And I will promote this for you guys as well. May awesome, Allah put man. barakah in your work. Thank and, you, man. And, and, and yours as well. I mean. Thank you All so right. Much. For our special guest, Sajjad Shah from Muslims of the World and Minder. Uh, from our co-hosts, Mort, Sim, and, and Mahin. Yeah. Um, also, forgot, forgot the last plugs. All right, guys, YouTube. We're on YouTube now. Subscribe on YouTube. We're on Google Play on, and- on Android. If you have an iPhone, subscribe on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Follow us on those platforms. Um, and we will, inshallah, be talking to you guys very soon. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.